Welcome to The Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. It's It's been a kind of a slow news cycle, and, and so I have to look around and decide, okay, what do I really want to talk about? What's What's kind of flying under the radar? What are things that I feel passionate about? And so I'm coming in to today's show with that in mind. And when you look at, while we're all concerned about mass shootings, while we're all concerned about gun bans and Ukraine and inflation and all of that, and and of course the, the Democrats keep trying to distract you with how bad orange man is because that's their whole mantra is orange man is bad and they just keep doing it over and over gas prices have slowly crept back up to where they were or very close to where they were at their high notice how the administration is no longer talking about oh well we've brought we brought gas prices down from their peak because they're almost back up to their peak again so they're not talking about that anymore um we're going to talk about how Trans athletes, men pretending to be women, competing against actual females is probably not a good idea. And I can't believe that it, this is even a discussion. Why would we be discussing this? This is this is a non-discussion. Men competing against women in the same sport, head on head, should not be a discussion. Can we, most rational people could agree on that. I think a lot of liberals just disagree with it so they could disagree with us. That's how things have become. We have the Bud Light controversy is still going on. Bud Light's lost a ton of money. They put out a new commercial that featured the Clydesdales, and they talked about Middle America and the American flag and everything else like that, the new ad. But they they still have yet to say they're sorry. They still have yet to fire the VP of marketing that put out that ridiculous campaign with Dylan Mulvaney. So we're going to look at that a little bit. And then uh, uh, Pete Butt Guy is still talking about the fact that roads are – are racist. And now not only are roads racist, but cars are racist. So we're going to look at that a little bit as well. Basically, it's a grab bag of things that I just came came across. Um, Katie Portner, by the way, who, who's running for, for the Senate in California. She's, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I'm going to show you what I mean by that. And then we have, of course, Feinstein, who's, who's living in solitude and has missed dozens of votes in the Senate because she's incapable of voting, along with Fetterman, who's incapable of voting, along with McConnell, who's incapable of voting. I'm going to talk about uh, dinosaurs in the Senate and that they need to go the way of the actual dinosaur, and that's like away. Go away. We need term limits. The one thing that could fix a lot of a lot of ills in our in our country is term limits. If you just put term limits on Congress, you did that one thing alone. Forget about finance reform and all that. That's all part of it that needs to be done. Voting in person, that all needs to be done. Don't get me wrong. Term limits on Congress is the one single thing that would make the biggest impact on our system of government and on the corruption that exists within it. So let's get right on. We're going to jump in. Gas prices. Anybody notice that, you know, it's not happening quickly, but gas prices are kind of slowly creeping right back up. I live in Washington State, as most of you know. We have the highest gas tax in the country. 
This is actually not from Washington. <laughs> this is from California. Our prices are just as high or higher, but they're almost right back up. And look at the diesel prices. How do, how do goods and services get to you? Well, they get to you through trucks and trains and ships that all are powered by diesel or heavy fuels in, in, in the case of ships. So you don't think that's going to affect the price of your product? Now, it, it's interesting. If you look at, I mean, look at this. I mean, premium gas, $5.43, regular $4.27. When Trump left office, it was under $2 in most states, including Washington, which has the highest gas tax in the country. And how did they keep prices down? Well, it's obvious they robbed the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to artificially keep prices down, which was it was a lie. It was a facade. And people have asked me, Dan, you know, we've had, I think uh, a barrel of oil is 98 bucks or something like that. You know, uh, oil p- barrel prices have been higher than that before. So why are gas prices so high now? Aren't the just, aren't the evil gas companies just price gouging the American people? No, because you see, there's a thing called Right now, this in place called inflation. 100% caused by the Biden administration policies and also regulation. So even though the price per barrel of oil is not, it's high, but it's not higher than it's ever been. It's, in fact, it's been higher than this before and gas prices have never come to where they are now. But because of the, the, the five, six, seven, eight percent inflation that we've been experiencing, along with over-regulation of all those industries that move products around, you're experiencing a higher gas price because everything costs more. Every single thing costs more. They have to replace tires on the trucks. They have to replace gas pumps. The, the store or the mini-mart that's selling you gas, they have to buy products and, and, and they have to bring in trucks to fill their tanks. All of these things cost more because inflation is higher. The dollar is worth less. We have more money chasing fewer products. Thank you, Biden regime, for doing that, for putting so much money in circulation that's becoming almost worthless. In fact, it's become so worthless that countries that were once set on the U.S. dollar, that see, the thing is they can't trust the U.S. dollar anymore. And it used to be the petrodollar, you know, was the name of it. Every every transaction for energy in the world was conducted in the U.S. dollar because we had the strongest currency and the Fed to back it up. But now you have countries going, well, we don't know if the, if the U.S. has the strongest currency after all. In fact, how stable is their currency? So you have Saudi Arabia, who used to be one of our biggest allies as far as energy and, and peace in the Middle East went when Trump was in office, when Trump was in office, and say what you want about Jared Kushner, right? he, he made some mistakes for sure. And he's certainly no, uh, you know, he's no, certainly no conservative. He's not a MAGA dude. But he did understand how economies work and how energy works. He did some cool stuff, all right? The Mideast peace deals and the Abraham Accords were one of them. And we were, we were closer to Saudi Arabia then than we have been in a very long time. And what did we get from that? We got great energy policies. We got 
cheap oil from them. In fact, OPEC increased production because the U.S. was producing more. So therefore, OPEC needed to produce more. It was called competition. If we were producing more domestically, then OPEC needed to pr produce more to try to sell to others. But what do you have now? Now you have Saudi Arabia turning their back on the United States because our dollar is not performing and they can't be trusted. So now they're, they're conducting business with Iran. They're conducting business with Brazil just recently and, and China. And they're conducting these transactions, not in the U.S. dollar, but in the Chinese yuan. This is not good, people. And I'm telling you right now, if this continues, if the U.S. dollar becomes less than the world's currency, then we've descended into just another state of mediocrity like, like a lot of countries around the world. It's no longer, America is no longer great. America is no longer exceptional. America is no longer dominant in the world. We're just another casual player at the whims of, of energy powers like Saudi Arabia, even though we have the largest reserve of energy beneath our own feet right here in this country. And the Biden regime refuses to tack onto it. In fact, they doubled down every time Every time someone comes up against them and says, well, don't we still need fossil fuels? No, they double down because they don't care that you have to pay more for gasoline. They don't care that it's going to be not only transitional, it's going to put people out of business. It's going to put families out of food. It's going to put homes away from, 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 from people. I mean, we're not going to be able to afford things, right? This is what they have to say. This is a ridiculous video, but Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm on surging energy prices, because energy prices are going through the roof right now. Make no mistake. We're watching those prices creep up, especially the price of gas. Is there a plan right now to address that? Because if people are really fired up and angry about energy prices today, they tend to forget about what could happen tomorrow. First of all, uh, on oil and gas prices, and especially gasoline, traded on a, oil is traded on a global market, right? I think what we have seen with this war in Ukraine and the volatility of the oil markets, the decision by OPEC to not produce as much, that causes prices to go up, right? That means the global market is extremely volatile. So what's better for us? The better choice is to move to electrify transportation because it is so much cheaper for you to operate an electric vehicle than it is to fill up your tank uh, with gasoline. So the bottom line is, Moving to clean is moving to energy security. And let's move there in five years. Abolish all fossil fuels, get rid of all cars. California is saying, no, we're not going to sell any more, any more uh, fossil power vehicles. They're all going to be electric. Everything's going to be electric. Sounds great in theory, just like fucking socialism does. But there's no infrastructure in place. There's no, I tell you what, what, what are the contractors going to do? What are the construction companies going to do that have to have pickup trucks and large vehicles and delivery vehicles that run on, you can't be going around and charging your vehicle up to haul a load every few hours or even every day. 
Now, for the soccer mom or you know the the, the local commuter who's got who can afford an eighty thousand dollar Tesla, who can get and, and charge every night because they only drive twenty or thirty miles a day. Sure, I can get it. I get it. But the fact is, that is not the majority of this country. What about middle America? What about all the farm equipment? What about all the pickup trucks? What about all these people that rely on gasoline and diesel to move everything around? You're fucking high. If you think that, and they want you to bear the price for it. You will bear the cost. In higher prices, and unreliable charging stations. I mean, imagine trying to make a thousand mile trip in an electric vehicle. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna stop at the charging station. You know, we used to stop at a gas station and it would take us like a minute and a half to fill up, maybe two and a half minutes at the most. But no, now we're gonna stop here and charge for three fucking hours. If you can find one. And you gotta plan your trip out. Charging stations aren't everywhere, and even if they were. Electrified transportation. Give me a freaking break. You know, that's their plan. Their plan is to make you pay and starve for their wet dream of electrified transportation everywhere. And eventually that may be it, but I think there's technology out there. I actually firmly believe that we're not, uh, we're, we haven't even found the energy that's going to power us in the future. If they were serious about being green, if they were serious about saving the environment, if they were serious about what they say they're serious about, they would be building more nuclear power plants. Nuclear power plants nowadays, the modern ones can be built smaller. They can power smaller areas. They're much more safe. And because they're smaller, even if anything did go wrong, it's not going to create a Chernobyl type of disaster or anything like that. And when they're smaller, they're, they're much more efficient as well. But no, can't have nuclear power. Nuclear power, bad. Electric energy, good. Where we have slaves digging pits to mine the lithium in other countries, as long as it's not in the U.S. That's great. We can have all these people in other countries doing their thing, getting their hands dirty, as long as we don't have to get our hands dirty, and we'll just make the American taxpayer pay for it. And wash our hands of all of it. What do you think, Clint? What a load of shit. Yeah. I agree, Clint, man. I love Clint Eastwood. Is he not he's not is he not one of the best or what? Um man, I, I, it makes me want to go watch the Dirty Harry movies again or the good, the bad, and the ugly. Every time I see Clint, I'm like, man, that guy was a badass. Still is. He's still out there making movies. Keeps him young. He was asked, hey, man, how do you stay so young? He's like, when I wake up, I refuse to be old. Seems to be working for him. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. I'd like to live to be 100. I'd like to live that old. I want to live as long as I can and see what's going to happen in this world. So along the 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 gas price thing remember when gas prices so they reached the peak and then they deleted our reserves to a point that we no longer have a national petroleum reserve we are in we are in peril 
as far as that goes. And they, and they said, oh, we brought, we brought gas prices down 40% from their high. And that was all artificial. And it's all coming back, right back up to the high. And it's going to exceed that this summer. Just wait until Memorial Day. That's when, that's kind of a mark every year. So when gas prices hit, when Memorial Day hits and gas prices are kind of approaching their peak for the summer and the, and the holiday season, you watch where they're at. Well, now inflation, inflation has fallen by 45%. So you see what these fuckers do? They create a crisis, a crisis of their own making and their own policies. And then they put in fake solutions that bring it down and claim victory. Inflation has fallen by 45% since this summer. Yeah, but you know what? It's still 100% over plus, over 100% of what it was when you took fucking office. This is not a victory lap. This is pathetic. And they put this out. This was on the White House uh, Twitter they put this out. They make out these cool graphics. Look at Joe Biden, man. He's looking all fucking cool with his sunglasses and his smile and his 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 lizard face. <laughs> these guys are aliens, right? I mean, inflation has fallen by 45% from its summer peak. As if that's a good thing. Inflation is still at a 40-year fucking high. And you're going to sit there and tell me it's a good thing. So Senate candidate Katie Porter was on the uh, Bill Mayer show. And there was a couple of good exchanges that happened on there, not in her favor. Uh, they were exchanges that were uh, actually demonstrated how ridiculously stupid that she is and how ignorant and how oblivious she is. I mean, keep in mind, people, approach everything from the mirror or from the lens that one, orange man is bad. And two, you're too stupid to know what's good for you. That's the Democrat mantra. That that is that is who they are and what they think of you. So everything needs to be kind of approached with that lens. Here's the clip. It's such kids a bullshit. Are immature. That's why they're Kids. Not, not at 21. Not all yes, over the world. 21-year-olds are immature. That's why we don't well, let you're them used, drink until you're, they're 21. That's why some of us don't think that 20-year-olds or 19-year-olds ought to be able to go get AR-15. They can go fight. I think there are they arguments. They can be in the army. Well, I think that's a, a discussion we should have because I think they the more vote. we know about I thought, brain, I thought if your vote, you should be able to have a certain level of maturity. They're deciding whether you should be in Congress or not. Well, I and, I, and by the way, I win those votes. What? And I'm, I win those votes, and I'm proud of it. But I, what I'm saying is, so you just said you win the votes of the immature. Well, but the immature, <laughs> first off, immaturity is not necessarily an age thing. You can be immature well. But you just into played the age card. <laughs> oh my God, she just walked right into that. Um, and I got those votes, and I'm proud of it. But wait, you just said all those people are immature. So you're proud of having the immature vote? Are you saying you're an immature party, an immature candidate? What, what's funny about this is, is this is probably, this is the same person. So she, she's trying to make the argument that, you know, people of a certain age shouldn't be able to buy ARs because they, they have to be 
you know, so old to drink. They have to be so old to uh, fight for their country. They have to be so old to, to, to do these things. These are the same people that think it's okay for minors to cut off their fucking body parts and for government to pay for it. Think about that. The same party and the same candidates that sit there and say that young voters are immature but will take their votes basically because they are immature that they will vote for you because they don't have the life experience yet. But people need to have maturity to own a gun or to drink or to enter into contracts, but God damn it, they can pretend that they're a woman and cut off parts of their bodies that they can never replace. They can take hormone blockers that are is irreversible that will change them for the rest of their lives. You can try to play God. You can change the, the way of nature. That's all good. That's all good. She brought up ARs. Well, you know, you, I don't think people should be able to buy ARs. Speaking of ARs, which I'm using in the in the generic vernacular, for those of you who like to say, well, that's not exactly an AR-15. That's a better, no, come, come on, come on, give me a break. Give me a break. For illustrative purposes, here is a scary AR-15 assault rifle. In quotes, please note, in 5.56 with a 10-round magazine. Below is a picture of a safe M1 rifle in 308, also with a 10-round magazine. Off to the right, let's look at the, the 5.56 round versus the 308 round. Quite a bit of difference. One, they want to become illegal, and in my state, Washington, they have just voted it to become illegal. Governor Dimsley is probably going to sign that into law any day now. It will happen this week, I'm sure. But the rifle on the bottom is perfectly legal. What's the difference? Well, the rifle on the bottom is much more powerful. I mean, that round will definitely blow a huge hole into something. And also about 12 inches. People say size doesn't matter. You know, if that's true, then I guess that... <laughs> All right, I tried to pass that off. If that's true, then that, you know, that doesn't matter. One of those barrels is longer than the other. That's what she said. Uh, did I say that out loud? I think I did. Sorry. Anyway, let's move back on. Now, one more clip of uh, Katie Porter uh, on the Bill Mayer show because this was, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love showing the ignorance and arrogance and stupidity of, of leftists. It's just fun. You should be able to have a civil debate. Nobody including Riley Gaines, who I disagree with strongly, should be... Should what do you disagree with, out of interest? Um, I, I think that it should be up to sporting bodies to make their decisions about who but and what how should What has she said compete. that's actually wrong? I think that what she has done is try to turn this... We talked about people, you know, becoming... Using things to kind of get likes and get clicks. That's not what she's doing. It's I mean, I, I've got no truck for right against personally, but all I've seen her do is stand up for women's rights to fairness and equality. Well, she, okay, has so she, she actually competed oh. against Leah Thomas, and it was obviously unfair. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. 
That cannot be right. It cannot be fair. That is something that I trust, I think our sporting bodies should be dealing with. And by the way, Riley is speaking up for herself and that is her prerogative, and I respect her free speech. I think she's speaking okay, up for pretty much every female athlete in the world. I, I mean, wasn't that, wasn't that the point of Title IX? Title IX in the early 70s was yeah. something that was a, it was a major event in feminism, that we finally have this law yeah. that says yep. at colleges, right, and I think high schools too, but definitely colleges, women, women's sports have to be given equal to men's sports so that women aren't getting, you know, and this led to the WNBA and lots of other stuff. This seems to be the opposite of that. It seems to be so many instances, I think, where wokeness is the opposite of what I grew up as liberals. Liberalism was let's give the women an equal shot. And meanwhile, this is let, let's put a male in the in the swimming pool well, with the women. I don't get it. It's crazy. And meanwhile, trans people who genuinely want to compete at athletics and swimming or whatever it may be, they they're the ones who are suffering here. They need to be found a way to compete fairly and justly. Well, what's your answer then? I think there's one or two answers. I think they either compete against their biological sex, as many of them did before, or you create an entirely new category. Okay, there's a couple of things here. I'm going to unpack this just a little bit. First of all, it's great to see liberals calling out insane liberal policies. I mean, Pierce and and, and uh, they're not, and, and Bill, they're not, these are not conservatives. These are not by any stretch of the imagination, conservatives. They are Democrats, they are liberals, they're progressives, but they even see the insanity of their own party's policies and direction that it's going. When it comes to killing children in the womb, when it comes to males competing against females. And if they want their equal rights, and, and, and this is where this is where I, I really agree with what with what he just said. Women with Title IX, they got their their equal access to sports and, and and all that, which, as Bill said, eventually led to the WNBA and other leagues as well. They had to fight for that. They had to they had to uh, drum up public opinion. They had to get sponsorships. They had to go out there and make it happen. Okay, if trans people want to compete as trans people, they can do the same damn thing. All right? Rather than taking over another sport, rather than taking over women's sports and dominating women's sports, man, I've seen an MMA, a, a, a dude pretending to be a woman, get into the octagon and beat the holy hell out of a female, crush her skull. That's fair. That's equity. So if, if trans want to compete in sports as trans and not as their biological sex, create their own league. Problem solved. And then you go out there and you do the same thing that women did. You promote it. You find sponsors and you build it up. And it's going to take decades to get there. But if you want to get the same rights as women, you can't just take over women's sports. You can't just take over women's positions. You can't just pretend you're a woman and then claim their rights. You go and get your own goddamn rights. 
And excuse me for that expletive. But uh, yeah, you go get your own rights. And you develop your own rights. You develop your own leagues. And you see where that gets you. Maybe it gets you far. And if it does, you know, hey, good on you. Sorry, I got my phone. My phone is vibrating in my pocket. It was distracting me. <laughs> anyway, those are my feelings on that. I, I really think, and that's a great idea. I mean, look, if you want the same, rather than taking over somebody else's rights, because that's what that's what trans people are doing when they trample on women, is they're taking over women's rights and claiming them as their own. When they never fought for it, when they never were a part of it, and they are not women. If you're strong, if you believe in yourself and what you're doing so much, go get your own rights. Fight for your own rights as your own thing, not by taking over somebody else's. Hope that makes sense. We're going to get into a little bit of a weird part of the show. You know, Truth, freedom, and weirdness, that's what we're about. We're going to take a look at this. Um, <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, how pathetic is this photo? <laughs> you got, uh, uh, they're all sitting around with their Bud Lights, supporting Dylan Mulvaney is, is, is obviously the point because the, the boycott, by the way, and keep up the boycott, do not give quarter at all. Don't. And Donald Trump Jr., I'm sorry, man. I love you. I, I love what you stand for. I love your father. I love your family. But when you said, no, back off on your boycott of Bud Light, you're wrong. You're wrong on this one. And you should admit it. You should admit it. If you're, if you're really into the America First movement and believing in the power of the people and the voices that we have, here's our voice. It's not just me. You're wrong. We should not back off on Bud Light. Admit it. And these people, Schumer is such a shithead. I mean, this guy is the biggest schmoozer ever. I, I, you know he got, he got beat up a lot behind the portables and behind the bleachers in school, right? That's why he is the way he is. <laughs> but that is such a... These, these people don't drink Bud Light. I'm, trust me, they do not drink Bud Light ever. And here they are, you know, uh, virtue signaling with their with their bottles of Bud Light for this photo shoot, which is obviously ridiculous. And uh, by the way, speaking of Bud Light, man, how are they doing? Not do damn good. Kamala Harris is part of our weird segment too. She's a... Uh, She's out there doing her thing. Well, she's doing what she does. Every time she opens her mouth, it's a chance for a soundbite. Check this out. And I want to make another point. You know, in traveling around the world, I often, in fact, almost every time when I go to a new country, I'll, I'll meet with women to talk with them about how they're doing. <laughs> every time... I travel all around the world. I meet with women to talk to them. Really? Weird. When asked about her comments, she had this to say. <laughs> 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 
Poor hubby. <laughs> Poor hubby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll spare you any more of that. That's just that's just too much. That's too much. So the next thing I want to kind of jump into here is the fact that why do we have these dinosaurs in in Congress? Term limits needs to be a thing, right? Not just for the president, but for Congress as well. It's the one thing, the single thing that could make the biggest difference and the biggest impact in our system of government and in, and in fairness and representation of our republic. But Congress, I mean, to ask them to do that, they're basically, you're asking them to vote themselves out of a job. I mean, think about it. Biden was a senator at the age of 28. And now at the age of 80, he's a president of the United States. He has never done an honest day's work in his life unless you count being a lifeguard at his local country club where, you know, his hair legs stood up and children used to rub his legs and him and Corn Pop got in fights behind the parking lot where he stood up to Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad, bad man. And the children used to love to see my hairy legs. My hair would rise in the water. And, and the kids, they would rub it. They would rub it. <laughs> Biden hasn't worked a day in his life. And, and same with his family and every other politician. They get into to Congress, whether it's the House or the Senate, and it's a, it's a lifetime job, basically, as long as they can keep up their donorship and if they run in the right districts. I mean, AOC, think about that. Here's this bartender who doesn't have a clue about anything and still does not have a clue about anything. She might end up being this, the, the freaking leader someday. She could run for president in, in our lifetime. Think about that. Because she keeps getting elected over and over in this shithole district where she's from. We have our share in Washington State as well. Patty Murray is one, of course. Mom in tennis shoes my ass. But Feinstein, McConnell, two of the oldest dinosaurs in Congress who should in the Senate who should not be there at all. They, they should be... Um, they should have been put out to pasture long ago. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying that old people are bad, all right? We're all going to be old someday. And my mother and our parents, my father, was old at one point in their lives. And I took care of them and I understood them. Would I have ever put them in a position of authority over just a, my family, let alone an entire country? Fuck no. Come on. We need to be serious. And these are not serious people. You have people suffering from, you have a, a man suffering from dementia who's president of the United States. You have people like Feinstein and McConnell in the Senate making policy decisions. You have uh, Fetterman who, who has been down for depression and out of the Senate forever who was just elected by the people in Pennsylvania. You people are stupid. By the way, just a side note, letting you know. In case anybody out in his district sees me. And here's their defense. There are growing calls among Democrats for uh, 89-year-old Senator Dianne Feinstein uh, to resign. She's missed 60 votes over the last two months due to illness. Uh, 
Her absence is increasingly harming Democrats' ability to confirm nominees, pass legislation. There's been a lot of talk in the last several years about her awareness, her, her, her cognitive abilities. Do you think it's time for her to step down? Dianne Feinstein is an extraordinary senator, and she's been a role model and a mentor to me my entire career. I sit with her on the Intelligence Committee. She asks some of the most searing, pointed questions of anyone on that committee. Her legacy and her depth of experience is valuable. And we've had so many senators who have had illnesses, whether it's Mitch McConnell's illnesses or senators who have had strokes. These are issues that we're human, and we believe that a senator should be able to make their own judgments about when they're retiring and when they're not, and they all deserve a chance to get better and come back to work. Uh yes. Old people have illnesses, but they're not running the most powerful country in the friggin' world. <laughs> it's old people, you know, people get older and they have their illnesses and, and you know, they, they just, they should have their choice to, to continue on, you know, dignity, blah, 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 blah. No, these are people that are making decisions for 330 million people in this country that affect not just people in this country, people throughout the world. No, no, no. It's not okay for people in cognitive decline or ill health to choose to continue working when they're not fit to do so. It's not okay. And I don't know if the answer is to have, you know, cognitive testing for senators and, and, and House members or just to put an age limit. Age limit is tough because, I mean, some people fare better than others. I mean, George Burns smoked cigars until he was 100 years old and was cognitive the entire time. But others are not. So there needs to be a solution to this. And that goes back to earlier in the show when I was talking about term limits. The one single thing that could fix this all would be to limit the number of terms they can serve in office. Then you would never have anybody that friggin' old In office, right? Because you'd always have a fresh batch of people in. Fresh ideas, new ideas, creative ideas, innovative ideas. People who were hungry still. You notice how when people first start out of business, they're, they're like, oh, they're all gung-ho. They're on and on. And they're working, they're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week to get that thing off the ground. Bam, 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 bam. They're in the trenches constantly with their people. And then they make it. And not all of them, not all of them, but a lot of them then become complacent and they go into cruise mode. Well, our entire leadership of the Congress of the United States has gone into cruise mode. And it needs to be fixed. I promised you that we would talk about Butt Guy. And so let's uh, let's take a look at what he had to say um, about the racist roads and the racist uh, car accidents that we have in the country. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities. Black and brown Americans, tribal citizens, and rural residents 
much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, the, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities. And we have a, a responsibility to act on Okay. Okay, butt guy. Um, roads are racist, and not having lights on intersections are racist because people apparently can't see when a car is coming at them with their headlights on, and so they walk in the road unknowingly that they're going to get hit by a car. <laughs> you see how ridiculous this argument is, right? All right, we're going to jump on. So you know how... Uh, Democrats for my entire life, they've been telling every campaign season, every time a spending bill comes up, Republicans want to kill Medicare and Social Security. Republicans hate children. They hate old people. Every time. I'm, I'm, I'm 54 years old, and I think you know my memories probably started around like most kids, four or five years old, some of my first memories when I was a kid were the Watergate hearings that were on TV, all three channels, 24-7. Well, not 24-7, because they cut off at midnight and the test pattern went on until the morning. But uh, yes, I'm showing my age now. But uh, that's always been their, their fear mongering is that Republicans want to take away Social Security and Medicare Really? What do you, what do Democrats want to do? Here's Joe Biden back in his youth. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth I'm glad he can count. I mean, back then he could. I don't know if he can now. And then here he is just recently. Since 2005. Raising the cap, raising the retirement age for people who are now 30 years old, raising uh, um, uh, the, uh, the tax on Social Security, cutting benefits. Uh, they're all things that have to be discussed, quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly, you've been full of shit your entire career, and I don't think anything honest ever comes out of this guy's mouth or ever has. So you see, I mean, this, this is a tough thing. Because we've spent so long spending more money than we have and increasing the national debt to the point we haven't, now, by the way, I mean, they want $6.4 for this year's budget, with a projected def debt of over $50 trillion in 10 years. $50 trillion. We're at 30 now. They want to nearly double that in 10 years so they can have all their, all their liberal wet dreams come true in their lifetime. But some hard conversations need to be had. We do need to talk about uh, the social safety net. We do need to talk about these things. And it's not going to be pretty. And it's not going to be fun. But I tell you what, people, if we don't start having these conversations now, 
We're going to get destroyed when it, the walls come crashing down. Here's the none better take of the day. Gas prices are creeping up. You don't hear the Democrats talking about, oh, and remember, Karine Jean-Pierre, she used to always, look, gas prices are down 40% from where they were at their peak, which was still $2 higher than they ever were when Biden took office. But they don't talk about that anymore. Why? Because gas prices are nearly back up where they were. Dan, well, oil has been this expensive before. It's been in the $100 range at times in the past. Yes, but in the times in the past, we didn't have the amount of inflation that's happening right now, which increases everything all along the entire distribution network. And we didn't have the regulation that's in place right now. So of course, things are going to be higher. And all the states have higher gas taxes. The federal gas tax is higher than it's ever been. And they want to increase it again, by the way, because Biden and his regime has never seen a tax they didn't like. You've got trans people competing in women's sports. And that's, that's you know, that's wrong. You have, they're, they're taking over women's rights. Women fought for decades to gain the rights that they have. It wasn't that long ago, they couldn't even have a credit card in their own name. And women have now the ability to compete equally, to get equal pay, to to have their own sports leagues. Title IX, back in the day, guaranteed they could have their own competitive leagues, which led to the WNBA and others and now you have dudes pretending to be women who just want to walk in and assume those rights. No, bullshit. You guys get your own rights. If you want to be a trans athlete, if you want to compete in your own league, fine, make your own league. Fight the same battles, do the same things, rather than robbing the rights the women fought hard for and claiming them as your own. Fight your own fight. Go out there, create your own leagues, create your own organizations. And fight the same fight that women had to to gain everything that they've won over decades. Get out. It's not fair for you to beat the head in of women. It's not fair for you to beat them by 40 or 50 seconds in the pool. Seems like you're trying to make yourself feel manly while you pretend to be a pussy. Bud Light, man, we've talked about that forever. Roads are racist, according to Butt Guy. Cars are racist. Car accidents are racist. He's talking to Al Sharpton, telling everybody that everything's racist. Blah, 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 blah. But the key to all this is just to go electric, just to go green energy, do all these things. Make people in other parts of the world put their children into mine pits for your lithium. As long as we don't see it, and as long as, just like Nikes, you know, as long as we don't see people making our Nikes and, and sweat factories, we love them. Hey, as long as, as long as we don't see the people in the lithium pits in third world countries mining the lithium, you know, mining everything we need for the batteries to run our electric cars, hey, we feel great. We're green. Do, 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 do. Give me a break, man. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. This has been the Nun Report. If you're just, been listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com or any of the, the, the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. You can check out all the video that I put up today and, and whatnot. I'm on all the socials at the nun report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. Or just go to my website, the nunreport.com. Everything's right there. You can click into everything, one stop, one shop. Pretty easy. 
Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.